our Impacting Life 24-7 sponsors are unique in that they help us to continue to impact one life, one day at a time. Our gold sponsors, Michelle Perry. She is the host of the Successful Diligence Podcast and best-selling author of The Pebble in My Shoe. You can connect with Michelle and get a copy of her book at SuccessfulDiligence.com. Paula Cousone has dedicated her life volunteering in community youth programs such as the Young Marines. Paula believes that the greatest asset each young person has is at least one caring adult in their life. Donald Lamb, he and his wife have been happily married for over 35 years. He is the proud father of one daughter and three sons. Donald honorably served his country for over 22 years in the United States Army and retired with distinction. Active in his community, Donald is the owner and operator of Mama's Boy Event Planning and Coordinating Services. Connect with Donald at facebook.com forward slash Mama's Boy Events Coordinating. Amanda Aker, coming from a past of drug abuse, homelessness, and being a convicted felon, Amanda has broken through and was able to let the good things into her life. Amanda is now on a mission to inspire and motivate people just like you. Amanda's core message is that our past does not define us and we are way stronger than we think. Connect with Amanda at facebook.com forward slash amanda.aker2017. Our platinum sponsors, Mr. Gregory Smith. He is the author of 100 Simple Ways How to Manage a Property and Evidence Room. Get your copy by reaching out to Gregory Smith on Facebook or email him at smithg1963 at yahoo.com. Adrienne Barker, she is the host of the Adrienne Barker Speaks podcast, a life coach and CEO of Professional Global Etiquette. Please connect with her at professionalglobaletiquette.com. Mr. Mike Black from New Bern, North Carolina. Mike helps men throughout Eastern Carolina lead a faith-filled life. He is a compassionate leader in his church and a devoted husband and father. Dr. Nate Dunlap Jr., he is the executive director of the PRF Institute. He's the author of What's Next, Preparing for Eternity, and Don't Leave Me Like This, Inspiration to Leave a Legacy. As a 501c3 organization, the PRF Institute is blessed to be the premier stewardship-based teaching ministry that truly responds to the needs of others in the community. Contact him at prfinstitute.org. If you would like to become a sponsor of Impacting Life 24-7, it's very simple. Just visit clkingspeaker.com. Yes, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Just visit clkingspeaker.com, and this is Impacting Life 24-7, the early edition. Uh, sometimes I like the early edition. You know why? Because then you can get to bed. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Another high-definition episode of Impact Life 24-7 coming to you live from Impactville, sitting high atop the Ruth E. Plowden Legacy Chair. You're wondering who Ruth E. Plowden is. That's my foster mom. She'll be celebrated in my book coming out <clears throat> July the 24th entitled Who Ate My Brownie? No matter the adversity, you still can make it. So we're here tonight. We're here early. So if you watch this on the replay for our live audience, if you would, just let us know that you kind of saw this on the replay, maybe do hashtag replay or something like that. And if you are watching live, just give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from. We really appreciate uh, those people that participate with us in the live environment. Conversely, if you are watching this or listening to this episode during the podcast, which is heard around the globe, 
it's 43 or 44 states. It's 20-something. No, I can't remember now. 30-plus. I haven't done it in a week or so, guys. I don't forgot how many numbers we're at. 30-plus uh, countries and over 30-plus platforms. And so i got to go back and recheck the metrics or numbers this week. But nonetheless, it's all over. And so some people get wrapped up in their in their I know this is just going to sound so callous, but some people get so wrapped up in their nine to five and they do nothing outside of their nine to five. They impact no one. But everything they got in life is staked on the clock. And what we do is kind of after the clock. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just the way it is here at uh, Impact Zero. So let me do something here real quick. Let me switch this over to here so I can see what's going on. And I believe that we got you guys up on the big screen, which is a positive. Because when you get on the big screen, man, I don't have to be squinting down at my phone wondering who's saying what. <laughs> so, again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Impacting Life 24-7. I know that there are multiple ways that people can participate in the evolution because it really is every night. It evolves from something else and it turns into something greater. But I, I, I want to thank you for your contributions. I'm talking to my sponsors now. All of our sponsors, man, listen, they could they could put their money anywhere on the planet. And people do. They can they can invest in anything that they want to invest in. And they choose to invest here. I just got a message back from the Onzo County Boys and Girls Club group. We've been in some negotiations with them to do some summer camps for them, and, and hopefully that will come to fruition. And, you know, we don't charge for those. You know, it's, it's all on our time, and thank goodness our sponsors help us go out into local communities, and th that's really what we do. We make an impact in the lives of of the next generation so thank you to all of our sponsors i think we thank them in the live chat i try to do that as much as i can i try not to spam them because these people got their own lives and i i'm just thankful that you know when when you say well how much is sponsorship well go to my website clkingspeaker.com just go to clkingspeaker.com and you can see exactly how much it is to become a sponsor and you'll be blown away at uh, how easy it is to participate on this um on this impacting life journey, impacting life 24 7, CL King Speaker. I'm typing that in the chat for the folks, clkingspeaker.com. You'll be amazed at how easy it is to participate in the impacting life journey. You know, I told Greg this. I said, listen, man, a lot of people don't realize the grind that it takes just to fulfill one event, okay, where you're talking about a live event or whatever. I got Samson in the studio with me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people don't realize how much it takes to fulfill a live event and all the work and preparation and planning, et cetera, just for one. And we have to book out months in advance to try to accommodate everywhere we're supposed to go and everywhere we're, we're supposed to be. And that that does include virtual because, you know, we are in a we're in a different posture than we were two years ago. So I'm here tonight to talk to you about. Uh, and again, thank you for listening on our podcast. Thank you for tuning in to our live audience. This is Impacting Life 24-7. You can find us at clkingspeaker.com. If you want to go to the 
podcast, anywhere where you get podcasts, just go and type in Impacting Life 24-7 and look for this mug right here. Look for this face. Uh, it's undeniably <laughs> indescribable, right? So I wanted to talk to you tonight about there is no time to forget. And I'm going to do this from uh, because we're continuing to celebrate and we've con- we've just dived into a month-long series of Black History Recognition. Now, I've done something a little different this Black History Month, and I just felt like it was important for us to do it this way. What I've done is I've recognized, and I'm rec- we are recognizing on Impacting Life 24-7, black history heroes who are still alive making history. You know, oftentimes what we do is we, we look back and, you know, Listen, I'm I'm that's my message tonight. I'm going to help you. So don't don't think I'm 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 not interested in looking back. Sorry, Samson was trying to roam around and I had to tell him to sit down. Um it's not that I'm not interested in looking back, but the but the reality is is that we also have people who are doing so well in real life, in real time, right now, right now. They're doing well right now. And when when we sometimes run past the essential to, to seek after the important, I, I, I think we do those people a disservice. People who are creating history now. And that's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to focus on. That's what we've decided to focus on for this entire month of black history. Our whole black history month celebration is every day or every other day or so. We are bringing people who are making history to the forefront of of the black history conversation. Now. Uh, I, we just finished the Super Bowl, and th- those of you who may know me a little bit understand that I am from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm originally from Cleveland, and uh, so you know I was there when Bernie Kosar and all of them uh, lost. I was there when Ernest Biner fumbled. I was there when Kevin Mack fum- uh, uh, whatever happened. I, I was there when John Elway did the drive. I mean, I I was up there then. And so we've got some we've got some bitter herbs. <laughs> we've got some unleavened bread and bitter herbs in the Cleveland, Ohio area, the northeastern Ohio area. And so when we saw that Cincinnati was in the Super Bowl, it's like, wow, some representation on the big stage. And so, you know, I was just cheering for them. Uh, even though I've lived in North Carolina now for for almost 30 years, I was cheering for them. And it's like it seems like every time I go watch the game or whatever, it always fails. I always jinx the team. And but I don't think that the football game drew nearly as much conversation as the halftime show. And if you happen to tune in and you're happy, you happen happening to tune in right now and I'm talking about the Super Bowl halftime show which is going to weave into our entire discussion tonight about there's no time to forget what what were your thoughts about the halftime show because listen I scrolled through social media immediately afterwards and I wanted to get some reactions I wanted to see what some of the reactions were and you know how people were feeling about 
this this hip hop representation on the grandest, largest stage in entertainment and sports. And so when I saw that there, you know, there were some there was a lot of like, man, my head was bobbing. Yeah, I remember that. I was thinking going back in the day, blah, 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 blah. And then there were other people that was just like, it was not my cup of tea, which is acceptable, which is what we should expect. You know what I'm saying? Like every Super Bowl actor, every music genre should is, is may not be your cup of tea. And that's OK. OK, you know, heavy metal is not my cup of tea. You understand country and Western. Most of it is not my cup of tea and it's okay to say uh, that didn't do nothing for me. It, it just wasn't there. But then there's a huge swath of the urban inner city hip hop generation of the late eighties, early nineties. That was just like, yeah, you know what this did for me? See, because what, 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 where I'm going tonight with, there's no time to forget what this did and how this ranks amongst, you know, the Mecca of halftime shows. Cause some people are saying it was better than Michael's Michael Jackson's halftime show, which that's debatable. Then others were saying it's better than Prince's when he was playing a purple guitar in the rain <coughs> and didn't get electrocuted. That's debatable. But both of those shows were setting the standard. Okay, the Michael Jackson show and all, all of the other ones. I mean, Janet Jackson, any of them that you want to that you want to reference, they were setting the stage. They were setting the standard. So that if some impersonator wants to come 30 years from now and pretend to be Michael, he can he can come and take us back. Right? The late Michael Jackson who has gone on to his reward. Sit down, buddy. Sit. And then the same thing could be could be said for someone who would come and do a medley of prints. For those of you who can't see me who are listening to the podcast, yes, I have my large golden retriever in the studio. And I just have to keep him kind of close to me because, man, the dude, when I start talking, he's like right on my leg right here. He's right here. And he's not going anywhere. But if I if I let him out of my sight, you know, he might be eating <laughs> socks out of the laundry basket in the other room. So I have to keep an eye on him. But, you know, if somebody, you know, in future Super Bowls to come will, you know, do a Prince rendition or all the other ones. I don't even know all the names of the the artists who have performed in Super Bowls. But whatever it is, you know, there's shock value, there's entertainment value, there's money value, there's ratings value. There is there is a reason why the NFL decides to pick certain people for the entertainment, the, the halftime show. And so when I roll through and when I scroll through Facebook, you know, some people was like, blah, 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 blah. Other people was like, well, I guess that show wasn't meant for me. And. You know, on and on and on and on. You know, there was even some innuendos about, well, you know, like, okay, so we bring in the gangsters out and all that kind of stuff. I'm just like, my goodness, guys. Let's deal with. Let's deal with. What it was and what it did. Okay. When you heard. 
when you heard Dr. Dre go over there and get on that white piano and start playing those bling, 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 right? When you heard Dr. Dre go over there and do that, you immediately got teleported back to, you know what I mean, 1990, 1991. You know what I'm saying? It's just a reality. It caused us to remember a time 30 years ago. It caused us to reflect. And now, you know, these these folks who've made this music, they, they weren't always millionaires. They weren't always asked to come sing at the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? They weren't always the flashy, glamorous people that they are now. They they, they actually lived in the hood. It, it was actually an urban scenario it was a struggle it was an underrepresented class of people trying to scratch out some sort of survival down there in Crenshaw and Long Beach and LA and everywhere else that that's a reality so what that did when they when they when they brought Snoop they brought Eminem they brought Dre they brought Mary J I mean I thought about Mary J Blige and I was just like wow that took me back to my Marine Corps days you know, because Mary J was on Kiss 102 all the time. You know what I mean? You just you just heard it. I'm out there picking parts for the for the squadrons and bobbing the Mary J. Blige. You know, it, it just caused you to remember a time. And my message for you tonight is there's no time to forget. My message for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, listening and watching on this going on three year, what is it, three years? Wow, yeah, it is going on three years of production that there is no time to forget. See, because I'll be honest with you, I had forgotten about, I forgot about the chord, bling, 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 bling. I forgot about that. You know what I mean? I I forgot about D-O-double-G. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in another, I'm in another space in time. I'm in another I'm in another place in my life. I'm I'm in another society if you will. And so I've forgotten about those guys and the music they did and the 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 emotions that they created that art form from. I forgot about that time because I connected and I remembered what I was going through when that music was playing. Now, you go back even a little further. If they brought back LL, right, and Kumo D and all them brothers, right, I, I, I would go back to a time 10 years earlier where I was, you know, hampered down in a group home or sometimes walking around without a house. So it causes us to remember and this is what my message is, is that we've got to remember, this is what black history is about, okay? Black history is not just about painting your house red, black, and green, doing a bulletin board once a month that, that's got some African colors on it, and, and everybody tiptoeing around the, the terms black history. No, because really, it, it should be a part of American history, right? That, that's, that's really where we are. 
You know, blacks are responsible for a lot of, I've already gone through that. You missed that show. You got to go back and find it. I, I've already gone through all of the accomplishments and, and, and contributions that, that African-Americans have made in America. But here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to help you out tonight. <laughs> I'm far from sleepy this night, brother Greg. Greg's no, not, none of my staff is with me tonight. I'm flying solo. So, you know, I'm, I'm liable to get myself in trouble. <laughs> I can guarantee you that the power of music is nowhere near as influential as the power of forgetting. I can guarantee you that the power of music no is nowhere near influential as the power of forgetting see because i had tucked those experiences away you know what i mean i i had tucked those 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 running from gangs trying to beat me down away and then and then when when that when that when that music started playing and I man I'm telling you what I was just like I was at my homeboy's house we watched Super Bowl man I'm just like yeah you know he's 59 I'm 47 and we we vibing you know what I mean we just went back into a different time because it caused us to remember but then we find ourselves fast forwarding to 2022 and what I want to tell you is there is no time to forget There is no time to forget. There was a man. Some of y'all might know him if you picked up your Bible. There was a man named Joseph. Joseph was the youngest of Jacob's kids, right? The 12 tribes of Jacob, also known as Israel. And Joseph was favored by his dad because he was a son in his old age and rendered for Joseph a a garment, a coat of many colors. There's a lot of typology of that coat. And I look at that coat, I look at Joseph. I look at that coat and I look at Joseph. I look at that coat and I say, man, the coat of many colors could be symbolic of our times today, we have multitudes of, of demographics and genres and generations and colors that represent us every single day. Right? I look at the coat of many colors of Joseph. I look at that he he was the he was the dreamer he was he was the visionary he was the man that said man I see things that y'all cats can't see y'all just sitting around waiting for daddy to die but I see things that y'all can't see I see it in a different realm in fact I see that I am supposed to be in a place that I'm not even in subservience to you that it's the actually it's actually the other way around Joseph was a coat of many color wearing dude that was a visionary that was the youngest. Woo! 
and we find ourselves, that's right, Dr. Wallace, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. <laughs> when, 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 when we find Joseph traversing through, he, he, he details for them, hey, listen, seven fat cows, seven skinny cows, they gonna, one going to eat the other. Seven stalks of corn, sun, moon, and stars made obeisance to. That's why you got to be careful who you tell your dreams to because you might find yourself in a pit. Right? Y'all know I'm writing a book. You know it's coming out 7-24-22, but you don't know the, you don't know the full counsel of the dreams of C.L. King. I've only told those to a small morsel of people because I'm not trying to wind up in a pit because jealousy will have you in a pit. You trying to you trying to express yourself. You trying to Man, when I find out somebody doing something good, you know what I do? I ask them, "Hey, you want to come on the show?" So I can just tell the world how good you're doing. The Lord the Lord told me, he said, "Boy, you better keep yourself humble. Everybody that you see that is excelling, everyone that you see making an impact, find the way to get them on here and let's celebrate them." But no, 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 no. It's just our uh, our four no more, no more. So we get jealous of people that are doing good and we wind up putting their dreams and their visions into a pit. Oh, you know I'm talking now, boy. I didn't had a few days off from the podcast, so I got a whole lot to counsel. But I'm talking to you tonight. <laughs> I'm talking to you tonight about there's no time to forget. This is a black history message. Listen closely, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to you tonight about there's no time to forget. I spent a few minutes articulating for you how the music of Snoop and Dre and Eminem and Mary J and the other cat. I have no clue who that brother is, but I had to Google that brother. <laughs> now, Tabari, if you're still on, don't you know DMX would have lit that stadium on fire, brother? But, yeah, I, I had to Google the last dude. I didn't know who that was. But all them other cats, they brought back memories, memories that I had forgot. Made me think, man, made me reappreciate the struggle that I went through. And Joseph was the guy that was supposed to corral the memories of humanity. And his brothers was jealous of his gift. He would he would have he would have tore it up tomorrow. You know he would have tore it up, Dr. Wallace. I think I think Dr. Tabari Wallace is the modern day DMX for education. <laughs> I know his DPI folks will, will will argue with me on that, but I'm just saying he is a, a second to none in my opinion. So Joseph, he told Pharaoh, after time goes on, I've got to fast forward because I can't keep y'all all night because I ain't getting no offerings, okay? Joseph grows up, even after his brothers put him in a pit, he winds up going into a, uh, you know what I mean, a prison, and he finds himself out of all of that mess. Second, in command, and there's a famine coming. Jacob's, Jacob, Jacob tells, listen, you got to prepare because the Pharaoh has a dream. You got to prepare. This is what my job is. This is how I fit. Joseph represents our memory. Joseph represents 
blessing and power and vision and prosperity. Joseph represents now, ladies and gentlemen. Joseph represents 2022 when we can roll up to the cut in our nice, shiny, shined up, spotless rims. You know what I mean? Joseph represents how we can live in our 4,200 square foot homes. Joseph represents how we can go out to eat every night of the week and never miss a, a, a beat. Joseph represents now. I'm feeling something on me, y'all. And Joseph came, this is Genesis 47. He came and told Pharaoh, he said, listen, my father, my brethren, my flocks, they finally found out, oh, the dude that's handing out the food was the dude that we sold out. And Joseph said, don't, don't be upset with yourself that you sold me. Hence, God sent me before you to preserve your life, yo. I'm good. Come on, come on, come on. And Joseph came and told Pharaoh, he said, my father, my brethren, my flocks and the herds and all that they have have come into the land of Canaan. And behold, they are in the land of Goshen. And he took some of his brothers and five men and presented them to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto his, his brethren, what is your occupation? They said, we ain't up but herdsmen, Mr. Pharaoh. <laughs> That's what I tell people. Look, they'll be asking me to come lay blocks and form walls and all that kind of stuff. I'm a speaker. I don't know how to do nothing else. So Joseph is there and the famine strikes after he interpreted the dream of Pharaoh. And he's like, look, I got, I got my family there. And Pharaoh spake unto Joseph saying, thy father and thy brethren come here, come to thee in the land of Egypt is before thee, the best of the land, make thy father and thy brethren dwell in the land of Goshen. Let them dwell, give them the best, set them up. Give them Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Give them higher wages. Give them more money. Give them bigger houses. Let them live lavishly because of what you've done. And Joseph's leadership is used throughout the famine. You understand? Leadership is important. And there was no bread in the land, and the famine was great sore, just like Joseph had talked about. This is in Genesis chapter whatever, verse 13. So the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan fainted for the reason of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the lands of Egypt and the land of Canaan for the corn which they had bought. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when the money failed in the land of Egypt, in the land of Canaan, and all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, give us bread that we should or else we should die in thy presence for the money faileth. And so Joseph said, give us your cattle and I will give you for your cattle if the money fail. And they brought their cattle unto Joseph and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for the horses. Joseph was wheeling the dealing, right? And nobody died. And Joseph brought all the land, this is verse 20. Joseph brought all the land of Egypt before Pharaoh. For the Egyptians sold every man his field because the famine prevailed over them. So the land became Pharaoh's. Pharaoh, he doubled his money. He he got he got Joseph in charge. Everything is flourished and and lavish and going good, right? Then Joseph said unto the people, "Behold, uh, and it, it, I have brought you to this day to this land for Pharaoh. Lo, here is seed for you, and ye shall sow in the land, and it shall come to pass in the increase that ye shall give a fifth part unto Pharaoh." And four parts shall be your own. 
For the seed is the field and for your food and for them that are in your households. And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions therein, and they grew. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. I'm not just rambling. Verse 27 in Exodus, I mean, in Genesis chapter, let me make sure I get it so some of them theologians out there won't be saying I'm a heretic. Uh, let me tell you, Genesis chapter 47. Genesis 47, verse 27 says, And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt and the country of Goshen, and they had possessions therein, and they grew and they multiplied exceedingly. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years, so the whole age of Jacob was 147 years. Prosperity kicked in because Joseph fulfilled his purpose. Right? Prosperity kicked in because Joseph fulfilled his purpose. But there's no music. There's no money. There's no corn. There's no land. There's no cattle that can compare to someone that forgets. See, we think there's nothing left to accomplish in this life, y'all. We think. Well, Lord, they don't let all the black people sing up there on the stage at the Super Bowl. What else is there? <laughs> right. We think. That because we've got houses and cars and lands and and seed to put into the ground to continue as a perpetual generational inheritance for our kids, we think. That we're good. There's absolutely no way we 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 weathered the storm. We weathered the famine. We weathered the race riots. We weathered the bus sit-ins. We weathered Dr. Martin Luther King's I shall, we shall overcome. We weathered the, the killing of Dr. King. We weathered the Malcolm X shooting. We weathered people sicking their dogs on black folks down in Alabama. We weathered that. And here we are now, better than we've ever had it. And we should never speak on it again. Y'all want to be very transparent with you? I've had people ask me, well, why does there need to be a, a Black History Month? Why can't we have a White History Month? You know, I've had people say that to me. I don't care if Spotify and everybody else withdraws their support for me. I will go outside and talk on the street corner where it's free. It don't bother me. You guys know I don't say things to be provocative, but I do at times not hold my tongue. See, the, the problem that we are in is that we have so much substance and so much abundance and so much wealth. And we've increased so great that we could be on the precipice. We could be on the very cusp of forgetting how we even got here. Boy, I'm teaching tonight. Boy, that, that's, you know what? That's worth at least two hand claps. See, because here's what happened in Exodus chapter one. This is, I'm, I'm getting ready to close, y'all. This is, this is what happened in Exodus chapter one. Exodus chapter one says this. Now, these are the names of the children of Israel, which went to Egypt. Every man in his household, Jacob, Reuben, Sibian, Lane, all them cats, right? For Joseph was in Egypt already. 
Now watch this in verse 6. You got you guys got to go back and look at this. This has always pricked my heart. It's like, my goodness, Lord, how did this happen? You just saved an entire nation. You was wheeling and dealing with cattle and land and, and money was failing, and you found a way to, to replenish and make Pharaoh the landowner. Man, you, you was doing it, brother. Pharaoh didn't forget you. He said, put your family down there. Everybody gets to eat at this table. And the Bible says, and Joseph died in verse 6 of Exodus chapter 1. Joseph died and all his brethren and all that generation, they died. And the children of Israel, that's us, were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty and the land was filled with them. Joseph died. His brothers died. Pharaoh died. You telling me that nobody wrote this down? All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, let's just let's just do this for the archives. I'm just, I know they didn't have paper. Probably didn't even have parchment back then. Let's just take this hammer right here. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Put this in this stone. Joseph and them and his family, they was good to us. Okay, the reason why we are all not dead is because of Joseph and those people down there in Goshen are a part of Joseph's crew. Let's 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 do them people right. Right? Bing bing. Put that in stone. Hang it up in the Pharaoh. Hang it right next to the Pharaoh's throne. But the Bible says that Joseph died and, and that Pharaoh died and that, that whole generation died. Now, in verse 8, the Bible says, And now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. See, we see everything new. We like new shiny things. We like the sparkly things. We like all. You make all things new. Right, 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 right. But new causes some of y'all to forget. New causes some of y'all to be blinded and think, Oh, there's absolutely no way we could possibly ever degenerate back to the filth of people being marginalized and not being allowed to come into a restaurant. Really? Come on. Those days are over. Really? Because the Bible says, and now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, behold, the people of the children of Israel are more mighty. Listen to me in the spirit. The people of the children of Israel are more mighty than we. They are more and they are mightier than we are. Come on, come, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also with our enemies and fight against us. So get them up out of that land. Therefore did they set over them taskmasters. And for 430 years, the people from the lineage of the guy that kept everybody alive were now enslaved. Remember the previous Pharaoh said, hey, look, Y'all good. 
we, we done arrived. Well, there was some time period in the midst of arriving, in the midst of growing, in the midst of thriving, that somebody forgot to pass the word. Somebody forgot to tell everybody how they got there. And this is why black history is important, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not Louis Farrakhan. I'm not Malcolm X. I got, I got, I, I, y'all know who I am. I am C.L. King. I ain't trying to be nobody else. But what I will tell you is, is that if we get too complacent, if we get too comfortable, if we become too satisfied, something like a silly virus can come and pollute our minds and blind our visions, and we can see ourselves reverting back to the old habits of our forefathers and find ourselves in chains that we did not know existed. There could be a bondage greater than having to move stones and make it with with straw and hay it could be something greater it could be a greater bondage and we don't even realize it so so what i'm trying to tell you why i'm doing this deliberate this belabored recognition of of african-american folks that are doing some amazing things modern day people so y'all don't forget Everybody, I, I'm not going to, all of a sudden, we all down here enjoying things, and all of a sudden, here comes some people ready to, to lock us up. Like, hey, hey, yo, did anybody say, did we not pass this on to our children? It cannot be just for the 85 and 95-year-old folks that's still going to first AME Zion Church down there with three or four folks in the sanctuary. That generation is going to die off. Just like Dr. King, just like Malcolm X, just like just like everyone that, that suffered, just everyone, the generation died. And there arose a new king. There arose a new generation. The Bible says that knew not Joseph. Whose fault is that? So my job is to tell you, man, don't get twisted about Black History Month. It's 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 a necess it's a necessity. In fact, the folks that organized Black History Month would really love for it to be black history is included into every holiday instead of just a once once a month thing, once in a, a once a year thing. They would love for it to just be all the history of of black achievements and accomplishments and contributions should be weaved into every holiday that we celebrate. But if we allow, listen, listen, look, look how, look how, look how off, off balance COVID got the entire globe. We think we so smart, we so sophisticated and we got so much and we got so much wealth and there's so many of us. There's no way that it's impossible to fail. You heard that term too big to fail. Well, guess what? Somebody came along and just used one simple thing. Forgetfulness. Oh, Forgetfulness put um, um, two million people in slavery. Forgetfulness caused people to have to uh, 
serve with rigor under a pharaoh that the previous pharaoh was was celebrating them forgetfulness caused people to die forgetfulness caused firstborns to be killed forgetfulness was more powerful than any other thing relative to wealth or or blessings or accomplishments or acclaim so this is what we must do as a people not just cl king not just tabari wallace not just danny brunson not just greg smith not just Victor Taylor, even though we're doing a Black History Parade this weekend, not just him, but all of us, every one of us. That's right. Whites, blacks, Mexicans, Lutherans, Catholics, Baptists, everybody needs to make sure that there doesn't rise us. Uh, now, we say there was a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph, but there's going to be a generation that arise that don't know how we got here if we don't keep it in the forefront. <laughs> and that with that, I yield my time back to Samson. <laughs> There's no time to forget, ladies and gentlemen. There's no time to forget. Forgetfulness equates to bondage. Am I telling you the truth? I'm only telling you what's in the Bible. Okay, now if you want me to read something out of another you want me to read something somewhere else, then I'm unqualified for that. That's not my, I stay in my swim lane. I know where I'm qualified at. <clears throat> what I see in the scriptures, it says that there was a, a great multitude of people and there was a great famine in the land and there was a great leader that said, we need to take care of these people and everybody chipped in and, and it, the whole land was unified and it became not just about joseph's crowd and the egyptians but it, everybody man and it you know that they, they honored the pharaoh kicking him back a a, a fifth portion of whatever you, you know what i mean it was it was a beautiful setup and then everybody began to grow that's that's god's will if something ain't growing healthy things grow and if it ain't growing it's dead Healthy things grow, so the people were growing. They were multiplying. They should. They were. They were. They were in positions of prominence, as it should be. And then, because something happened, they got blinded or distracted by someone or something for a generation. It only took one generation to die. A new Pharaoh ra raising up, and 430 years of bondage was the result. So tell your kids tonight why we celebrate Black History Month. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will see y'all. <clears throat> I have one more show this week. We do. We have one more show this week. I think we have a, a, very, a really amazing uh, life coach that we're, that we're going to be interviewing this coming Thursday. I don't have her stuff up, so just please forgive me. But this, uh, this coming Thursday, we got one more show, and then we will be on the road. In New Bern, Dr. Wallace, are you going to be that at the parade, brother? They probably have you sitting up on like a golden chariot or something. Y'all just don't know how much I love Tabari Wallace. I hope you come, man. I hope you can be there. I'm going to be in the parade, in the Black History Parade. And so I'm looking forward to being a part of that. <clears throat> and Victor Taylor is going to be actually, oh, we do have two more shows, actually. Victor Taylor is going to be on our show early on Friday, we're going to have him on to talk about the Black History Parade in New Bern, North Carolina. And uh, I'm going to have him on. 
and give you some details about what's going on, kind of the history of it. And then I'm going to be speaking at uh, a special event there at the after the parade. It's called the after parade event. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. And uh, it's going to be some VIPs there. And I'm going to be speaking about the great fire in New Bern. So, and you know, when I talk about fire, can't help but get burned, right? So that's coming this weekend, February the 19th. It's also my daughter's 22nd birthday. So I got to fit all this in, in the weekend. So we'll start the day out at the parade, get her celebrated later on that night. <clears throat> Victor Taylor, Friday. And uh, we have a guest coach and therapist. I mean, she's got more credentials than, my goodness, you're going to be very blessed to listen to her. So tune in Thursday at 8.30, Friday at 5 o'clock with Victor Taylor. And then uh, Saturday, we might do some live uh, footage from the Black History Parade. I'll be there. And so, oh, Tabari's going to be there. Awesome. Life is good. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank everybody for your support of what we're doing. Uh, at the end of the month, at the very end of the month, <clears throat> I have an amazing thing coming up. It's going to be at 7 o'clock. Uh, the very end of the month, I have three dynamite speakers. I have, I ain't even going to tell you yet. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the start of next week. Three dynamite speakers. We're changing up Midnight Motivation. You know, it's still on Friday, but we, got, we this is so good. We got to make sure everybody awake for this one. So, so Friday, the last Friday in February, we'll have three unbelievable world-class speakers, seven o'clock right here, live on stage together. And uh, we just can't believe that, that we secured this. So we're very, very blessed. And then we'll close out February and head on into March. I got to keep writing y'all. I'm not a fan of writing. I actually hate it. <laughs> There's nothing about it I like because I know what's in my head. And if you ask me to just speak it, then I can rock it. But man, to actually put it there, then I start putting it in categories and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, if you want to see Tabari Wallace, uh, he's going to be the fifth car in the parade. Oh, uh, he's going to be throwing candy bars to the young kids out there. So I might just get out of my car and follow behind the fifth car. <laughs> yeah, so... I'll, uh, we'll put up a flyer on that. Uh, Dr. Tabari Wallace will be there. And we've got some other amazing folks. Victor Taylor and the Vision Forward folks put this on every year. It was canceled last year because of the, uh, the pandemic. But thank God this year things are turning around for our favor. So don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget how we got here. All right. That's been your, that's been your Impact Life 24-7 show for tonight. I hope it blessed you. Share this with someone. And when you share it with them, tell them, don't forget. God bless you. We'll talk to you again soon.